This is Work From Home, the show that helps you stay connected, productive and sane while working remotely. My name's Harry. And I'm Alex. And today we're talking about stress. We talked about anxiety on Friday, so go back and have a listen. And today we're talking about stress, uh, which I think is important to talk about on the Monday morning because we want to make sure we head into the week with the right mindset and the right set of tools to, to ensure we have a good week, not a bad week. So we'll get to that very shortly. But before we do, a very quick request. We have but four days left. Thursday is the deadline here, people. So pay attention for a survey that we're running. If you fill in this very short five-minute survey telling us about what you feel about this podcast, how we can make it better for you, you'll be in with a chance of uh, winning a £50 Amazon voucher, which we will very excitedly send to one lucky person that fills out this uh, this information. It really will be incredibly helpful and we massively... Don't we appreciate it, Alex? We appreciate it. Oh, we do. We do, exactly. So please go and do that. WFHpodcast.com. You can find more details or there's a link in the show notes in this here podcast. Uh, but back to the topic, we're talking about stress and the, the impact that stress has on our eating habits. Overeating when working from home is a very common problem that people are running into during this pandemic. And also overeating is a very common thing that happens when we're stressed. And so right now we have this incredible meeting of the two things. We're all stressed. Society is anxious and stressed. We are stressed about our jobs, our livelihoods, our families, our health, society, the economy. And we're at home where there is a plethora of biscuits and cakes and pizzas in the freezer and all these options to to eat lazily and healthily and just fill in time with food. I, I think that there's certainly been lots of kind of anecdotal stuff saying that obesity levels have gone up during the pandemic and people are gaining weight and all that kind of stuff. But I just think, you know, this is definitely a problem. Alex, how have you found sort of your diet and your health during lockdown outside of exercise, but just the eating side of things specifically? Well, I've always, for me, pretty much always food has been like the default thing to do whenever I'm at a loose end. It's like my, it's like time waster, all that sort of stuff. So the trick has been trying to get something else to do instead, because it's not, it's not like an impulse, more of it's just habit. Yep. So that does become more difficult when there's just less on in general because there are fewer things to distract you. And also just less friction. Like it's easier to go and get the snack because you're in your own kitchen. If there is any level of shame in the office because you've had a 17th Jaffa cake, uh, that might not exist at home because there's, you know you haven't got whoever's over your shoulder kind of looking at you eating 17 Jaffa cakes and judging you slightly. Uh, and so, so there's, there's, there's so many reasons that it's easier, I think, to sort of eat uh, when you're at home. And also that lack of company, that feeling of isolation, you can sort of fill that gap slightly maybe with with food. And so the, the, the article that we've looked at that's kind of sparked this conversation is on the BBC, and we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes, but it kind of highlights that um, there was a study, a survey done by the American Psychological Association in 2013, which showed that 38% of people that took part uh, reported that they'd eaten or that they overeaten or eaten unhealthy foods in the past month due to stress. So I think, you know, this is just an interesting one because it shows that this is not pandemic specific. You know, this is just, you know, people eat when stressed. That is a thing. And we are, most of us, much more stressed right now. And so it's it's getting worse. So how do we deal with it? What are the kind of ways that we can manage this? We talked to... Dale Burning Sawa in a, a couple of podcasts recently. You can check those out in the in the show feed, go back last week. And we talked to her on one of those articles specifically about food 
And she sort of talked about a few options that kind of helped to reduce that friction I talked about, basically making it slightly harder for yourself to eat crap. <laughs> One of those ones was to sort of prepare healthy food in advance so you can spend a Sunday afternoon making stuff that you're going to eat that week so that when it comes to the time that you're going to eat, you don't have to think about, oh, how am I going to make something healthy? You just bang that thing in the microwave that you've already prepared and it is healthy. That was one thing. Also, just kind of putting biscuits in a hard to reach place. Just just get them like further away from your kind of easy to reach, easy to, to sort of default to position. But also the, I find for me personally, we talked about last episode about how stress can take up your short-term memory and can leave you feeling a little less able to sort of move strategically through your day. And the same thing, for me, goes for food is that it is, it's a default. And if you feel like mentally saturated, then your brain just goes, oh, let's just go and do the thing. Yeah. And then you have to catch yourself kind of in motion and go, because it's not, it's not really that I need something to eat. It's more that I just want something to do. So if I go out for a walk or for a bike ride or read or do something, then that's fine. But I think the, it's a case of being conscious of what your default is. Absolutely right. So yeah, in the article, there's this sort of exercise that's, that's recommended um, for sort of finding alternatives to emotional eating, which involves writing, writing a few things down. Um, so get out your pens and paper and write down what it suggests is, is just sort of jotting down some ideas. So, so, so the things are five people you can call when you feel down, uh, five ways that you can relax, like take a bath, is the example that they give. Um, five places uh, you can go to calm down. So yeah, a cozy corner in your house that you can go to to sort of yeah calm down, relax. Five things that you can say to yourself. Um, for example, this, this feeling will pass. Um, five activities that you can use for distraction, like starting a puzzle. And you, you sort of mentioned going outside, going for a walk, doing whatever. And for many, that exercise might feel a bit funny, but I think actually it's really worth doing because then when you find yourself in that position where you've got that kind of moment of downtime and you're feeling stressed or anxious and you your instinct will be to go and eat another jammy dodger maybe you just pick up the phone and call your friend or your mum or you you go and just sit down for five minutes and read a magazine article or you know just remind yourself that this is a, a sort of temporary situation I think those are really kind of useful tools really to to maybe find kind of healthier alternatives. How do you feel about it, Alex? Are you going to sort of write this list? I already kind of have a version of it. I don't say that this feeling will pass. It's always, are you sure you're not just thirsty? Which 90% of the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. is actually why I am. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, so often you just neck a glass of water and you realise your stomach's not really hungry. They're just thirst will solve your problem. And also something more recently as well has been, have a look at what you have before you decide what you're going to eat if your brain you know, defaults to, like I don't know, chocolate or something, go and have a look at what you have because you might actually want an apple or something else that you have in your fridge but you've forgotten about. Totally. And the other side of it is just that thing I mentioned before, which is which is just prepping food in advance so you don't have to think. Like the biggest thing for me is I come downstairs to the kitchen and nothing's ready and I'm like, oh, what am I going to make? And like, I will literally eat the easiest thing because I want to have something that's easy and quick and I've all my brain space has been used on work and stress and all that stuff. So 
just having an option that you can just take it out of the freezer or the fridge, bang it in the microwave or on the stove, and then it'll be ready in five minutes without you having to think. It's just, I think, a really powerful barrier to to eating rubbish, basically. So yeah, I, I think this is um, a really important one. Obviously, exercise is hugely important. Drinking enough water is hugely important. But just avoiding eating too much and avoiding eating too much of the wrong thing is just really, really important obviously and it's so easy for us during lockdown to fall into to eating too much and putting on weight but also you know eating this rubbish is going to have a huge impact on us on our anxiety levels what you eat is what you are it just massively affects how you're you're thinking and and it can turn into this vicious cycle right of like anxiety leads to eating which leads to more anxiety and so that's easy to say but i think just being aware of the fact that that exists is, is really important and and just being conscious about the decisions you're making so that's it for today. We sort of turned this article that was about overeating into one about sort of mental health and, and well-being. But I think that that's, uh, that's kind of where this all this stuff sort of stems from. WFHpodcast.com uh, or email us WFH at LowerStreet.co. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. As I said, that survey is there at WFHpodcast.com or in the show notes. Please do fill it out. It'll take you less than five minutes and you could be in with a chance of winning £50 Amazon voucher. And just you can go to bed feeling good about yourself because you've helped us out and you've helped make a better podcast uh, that you get to listen to in the future. So you're doing yourself a favour. So really, you've got got almost no reason not to do it because you'll be better off in every respect. Thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow with more work from home stuff. See you then.